In this month of May, there are many celebrations, and one of them in Asian culture is Buddha's birthday, which is a national holiday in Korea. In the lunar calendar, Buddha's birthday is always on April 8th. This year, his birthday falls on this coming Friday, May 27. Visitors to our temple sometimes ask, Where is your Buddha? Their questions remind me of a story from our scriptures about a group of people visiting Sote San, our founding teacher. They asked, Where is your esteemed religion's Buddha enshrined? The founding master replied, Our Buddha has just gone out. If you'd like to see him, please wait. After a while, a group of workers returned from the fields carrying farm tools. Sotesan pointed to the workers and said, They are the Buddhas of our house. The volunteers to, who trimmed the hatches of this temple, pull weeds, cut the grass here, are the Buddhas of our house, living Buddhas. At the beginning of this year, we invited you to contemplate a specific section from the scripture of One Buddhism. Chapter 2, Doctrine. When you hear the word doctrine, what's your first response? Do you say to yourself, oh no, I don't want to hear about doctrine. (laughs) Or does this word doctrine make you feel cautious or perhaps a bit curious? This chapter may not be juicy, but it is an important one because it contains the essential philosophies and tenets of one Buddhism. Since this past January, I have been enjoying listening to Dharma talks from my fellow reverends and members about this chapter. I also appreciate our 18 friends who have been studying this doctrine chapter every Thursday night, online and in person. Those who have recently taken the Total Chart Dharma course may also recognize many verses from this chapter. One of the key messages in the chapter on doctrine is that we are all living Buddhas. The teachings in this chapter, however, are not easy to grasp at first. So I have been reading them over and over. Even so, there are still some parts that confuse me. In order to delve into every line and passage, I recently started to do sagyong practice. Sagyong practice means 
mindfully copying a scripture text by hand. First, I copied in Korean, then in English. This slow and meditative process helps me to connect better with the meaning of the words. One message from the 39 verses in the chapter on doctrine that keeps coming back to me is verse 4. There is nothing among all things in heaven and earth or the Dharma realm of empty space that is not Buddha. Therefore, regardless of time or place, we must never neglect to maintain a respectful state of mind and treat everyone and everything with the same pure mind and pious attitude we have for the Venerable Buddha. This passage appeals to me because it clearly expounds one Buddhism's revolutionary approach for worship one that is different from other religions and traditions. The novel perspective of one Buddhism is that all things and all living beings have an inherent capacity to manifest blessings or transgressions. This is significantly different from an approach in which the focus is on a relationship with one or more deities. Maintain a respectful state of mind and treat everyone and everything with a pure mind and pious attitude. This line has resonated with me for years, but I have been also aware that it is not always easy to maintain a respectful state of mind with a pure and reverential attitude. Although sometimes I love to be silly and funny, especially with the children, dogs, and some grown-ups, <laughs> I also aspire to cultivate an underlying attitude of deep respect and compassion for all. Treating everyone and everything like a Buddha is quite an aspiration. Even when others do not treat me with respect and reverence, can I still maintain a respectful and reverential attitude toward them? If I could, if only I could, wouldn't this life be wonderful and abundant? This morning, some of us bow to each other when we enter the Dharma Hall. We bow to each other at the beginning of this service. We will bow again when we leave. These bows are a lovely way to express our respect for one another. When we bow with our pure mind and reverential spirit after an hour of meditation, it feels 
very believable that the person right next to us is indeed a Buddha, a living Buddha. To encourage the state of mind at our children's camp, we often chant, I am a living Buddha, you are a living Buddha, we are living Buddhas. But what happens when we walk out the Dharma Hall doors? If we turn on the news in our cars, does it feel as though we are listening to news about Buddhas? What about when someone tailgates us on the way home or cuts us off in traffic? Or what about when we receive an irritating text from a colleague? Or when you go home after the service today and find laundry on the floor and dishes in the sink and feel you have to do everything around the house, can you see your family members as a living Buddhas? Very quickly, the teaching that all beings are Buddhas can seem idealistic and theoretical. This certainly happens to me, and when it does, I sometimes have a hard time maintaining a respectful, pure state of mind with a reverential attitude. Not long ago, an opportunity to practice presented itself. It came during a meeting in which many kyomonyims from across the U.S. had gathered to discuss the bilingual chanting booklet we use in many of our temples. During the discussion, it became clear that some of us strongly believe that it is important to revise the translation here and there for clarity for our English-speaking practitioners. At the same time, others of us strongly believe that it is important for the text in the chanting booklet to be exactly the same as the translation in our scripture book. All of us believe that sharing Master Sutesan's teachings with the English-speaking people is an essential part of our work. Many of us came to the United States specifically to engage in this work. I did. And so, at the meeting, it was difficult for me to hear some of my Kyomonim colleagues advocate for something I disagreed with on a topic I think is important. I felt defensive, my equanimity was challenged, and in the moment, it wasn't easy to see those I disagreed with as living Buddhas. I saw my colleagues as separate from me, even though we shared the same goals. So what should we do? 
when our disagreements with people upset us or cause us to feel confusion or anger? How do we maintain equanimity and treat one another with a pure mind and reverential attitude? These questions make me wonder: What is meant by pure mind? In Korean, 청정한 마음. What is pure mind? The state of a pure mind. Is based on no mind, 무심. When I am in a no mind state, no picking or choosing arises. There is no us and no them, no separation, no division. In this mind, we don't hold any anger. Or resentment. From this non-judgmental, no mind, a clear, focused spirit emerges. This is my understanding of a pure mind. In the state of a mind, we can see others as living Buddhas, no matter the circumstances. Mr. Chong San said that when our minds are pure, clear, and upright, we fully manifest Buddha. But when our minds are errant and reactive, our Buddha potential is restricted. Reflecting on this dharma and on the doctrine chapter, my equanimity has been restored. Thinking about the recent meeting with my fellow Kyomonims, that was challenging for me. I realized that I can simply trust the process of a community decision making, in which living Buddhas gather, share, and discuss. Dear friends, I'm sure you can think of your own examples of disagreements which cause conflict and division. Please remember that. These kinds of situations are opportunities for us to practice waking up and see challenging matters with the compassionate mind of living Buddhas. This process is really key to our practice. We may get discouraged, but we don't want to give up. Even the greatly enlightened Gotama Buddha was criticized and slandered by numerous people while doing his Dharma work. As soon as we fall onto this planet, we have a purpose and meaning for our lives, contributing what we can. We must continue to work at living together as Buddhas. So we come to the basic question: How do we see Buddha nature in everyone and everything under all circumstances? This may be a question to contemplate for a lifetime. Meanwhile. Keeping the model, treating everyone and everything 
with a pure mind and respectful attitude. Let us try to manifest our fullest potential. May our Buddha nature greet the Buddha nature in others and carry our pure mind beyond this temple.